Hello guys and welcome to the first episode of the Football Gossip Podcast. This is a brand new podcast, amateur football podcast, where we're going to talk about everything, all the news and how, what's happening in the football world. We're just going to discuss a few things and share our point of view. This ain't going to be anything special, there's no professional opinion, no any technical analysis. If you wanted that, hop to Sky or BT Sport, because they're saying what it is. We're just going to have some fun talk about our teams, and talk about some football. I'm your host, Callum, and I'm joined by my mate, Jamie. Say hello. Hi, guys. So, Premier League is finally back. It's been a long, long summer without some decent football. There was African Cup of Nations, the Nations League, but they weren't that special. It's not like the World Cup. But the Premier League is back, and back with a bang. Liverpool demolishing Norwich, especially in the first half, 4-1. But I was surprised by Norwich. Second half, they come out the blocks. They took a beat in first half. They, I think they finally learned what they've missed. You know, they've been out the Premier League for a long time. And a few of those players, I think it's like six, maybe nine debutants in their squad. Yeah. So, and there was a lot of youngsters. Max Aarons, I thought, second half, he was brilliant on that right, in the right-hand side of the defence. And Puki, a lot, a lot of people... Wanted to see what he can do. Yeah, he scored 30 goals last year in the Championship. So, people were wondering if he could do the same in the Premier League. Because there's a lot of teams that have gone into the Championship to see if they can make their mark. Like, uh, Brian Sauer and uh, Neil Mopé yeah. from Brentford. And Sheffield United bought uh, McBurney as well. So, <clears throat> in a similar way, we want to see how those guys can do. But, Pukey, off the mark. Goal ready, I reckon big things. And Norwich in the second half caused Liverpool issues. Yeah. Absolute problems. I think the first half, a lot of the commentary even saying they're a bit naive with the way they went into the game. It's just not the same as the championship. They're not going to get the same amount of football, they're not going to get the same amount of possession. They really needed to, after the first couple of goals, just change what they were doing. And maybe if they'd started, maybe if they'd continued the um, first half as they did in the second half, wouldn't have been a heavier scoreline. It could have been quite a close game. Yeah, because I thought second half, you saw some of the way they played, their intricate passing. They were really, really good. Yeah. And I was surprised. And they caused a lot of defensive worries for um, Liverpool because they were getting in behind and, caught, and created a lot of chances. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how they get on. Yeah, one up front. Pukki made a lot of good runs, made a lot of dangerous runs. Could have at least had three goals. Could have maybe had more. Got other teammates in good positions. They just like that finish all. But I think they'll come. First few games should be a learning curve for them, and they'll start to fully kick on. Yeah, I think they've got Chelsea the third game, so it'll be interesting to see how they play against Chelsea compared to how they play against Liverpool. Well, we'll get on to how Chelsea are going to do this season because the first this episode is going to be our Premier League predictions. We're going to say who we think is going to finish top of the tree and who's going to come rock bottom. We're going to start off with 20th place. Um, Jamie, you'll go first. You'll give your prediction of 20th. I'll give mine. So, here we go. Jamie, who do you think is going to become rock bottom? I think rock bottom it is unfortunately going to be Norwich. I do. I, that is such a disgrace. I think they've not spent enough money. 1.1 million, maybe over 5 or 6 players. But it's absolutely shambolic. And if you compare, if you look at Aston Villa, they've spent over 100 million. And, well, Norwich has only spent 1.1. Yeah, but Fulham last season only spent 100 mil. They bought in Charlotte, Serry, and they were trash. I know, but they were trash and they still spent money. I think Norwich need to really 
should have really brought some experience, if anything. Okay, I can see where you're coming from. I mean, personally, I think Norwich will do quite well. I think they'll have a quite a decent first season. They're playing the football they've played in the championship. They got up. They're gonna come at teams. They came at Liverpool second half, and from the second half, they won it one 0 So yeah, I think they'll do some damage this season. And I've gone the other way. For me, coming rock bottom, I think is everyone's choice. It's Sheffield United. That's an interesting one because. Yes, they played well in the championship last season. They have a weird but very effective tactic of having overlapping centre-backs. I just think that won't work as well in the Premier League. I think a lot of teams, they'll they know how they're going to play and they'll be able to hit them on the counter. I mean, you've got a lot of pace and a lot of physicality in the Premier League. I mean, the likes of, I think Liverpool tear through Sheffield. But... The one player I'm interested in seeing is McBurney. For Swansea last season, 24 goals in the championship, a goal every 149 minutes, about a goal every other game. Yeah. He could do some damage for Sheffield and help get the goals to keep up. But they brought in Jagielka, which obviously, you know, returning to the club after a long stint at Everton. But I just don't see him saying up. I think there's, they're just going to be outclassed. I don't think... They could have a bit where they're at home and they're just brilliant. The fans are behind them. It's hard to travel there, but I just can't see them stand up. I don't think they made the right business. I just think they're going to be rock bottom. I think Sheffield United will give the season all they've, all they've got. I think after looking at Norwich last night, they'll take notes from that. They'll approach things in a different way. And I think they could potentially, it'll be close, but I think they can stay up. Okay. Well, 19th place, tell me you've got. 19th, I've gone with Brighton. Okay. I think they've got a new manager now after they sacked the Tutum. And obviously last year, they just had a really poor run of form. I don't think they've really brought in anyone really special. I think obviously they have brought in um, Mopai. Mm-hmm. I think he would get them goals. Because Brentford, like last year, weren't a solid team. But he's used to playing at a team where he's going to have less of the ball. Whether or not his style will suit the type of Brighton play, because they used to have a player like Dan Murray, who's getting them in his positions, getting them headers, will Murphy have the same effect? It's hard to tell. But once again, it was similar like Puki, striking with goals coming from the Championship going up. It's always at risk if they'll get goals in the Premier League. I've gone the same. I have Brighton as my 19th place. I'm excited to see how Mopay gets on. You know, he did really well for Brighton, um, not Brighton, Brentford last season. Scored um, 28 goals and 9 assists in the championship. Yeah, very, very decent return. And I'm excited to see how he gets on. But Graham Potter, I thought, was an interesting um, appointment for Brighton. I thought, you know, he done really well at Swansea and the style of play, especially against City in the FA Cup. Yeah. They were, in the first half, they shocked City. Stunned them. I mean, really, they should have gone through against City if VAR was in place and decisions went their way. Yeah, definitely, yeah. So I'm interested to see if Graham Potter will bring that style of football to Brighton. And if he does, they could do well. They could stay up, but I just don't think they've got the recruitment. There's still a lot of players there. I think keeping Dunk and Duffy is very important over the transfer window. It'll help them steady the ship. We know they're very, very strong defence. Hopefully Mope can get the goals to keep them up. But I think teams around them have got so much class that, yeah, I'm, I predict they'll go down this season. But... 
Moving on to 18th, who have you got? I've gone with Newcastle for 18th. I think Newcastle have always been able to survive with a good manager. They've had Benitez the last few years. He's not played the most amazing football, but they've done the job against the big teams. They've got the points when needed, and they've stayed up. Now he's gone, I think... Bruce isn't an amazing manager, he's, he's alright, he's good, he knows what he's doing, but I don't think he's that manager that they need is that big manager like Rafa Benitez that will keep in the league. They have, since Rafa's left, they have made a lot of big signings, but will these signings be as good as their, as their price tag? See, I've gone to the exact same. I predict Newcastle will go down this season. It would be a shame to see because Rafa did so well for him. He was... Yeah. He loved the fans, he loved the team, he loved the city, but it's Mike Ashley again just causing issues for the club. I do think they've made some interesting um, appointments over the transfer window, bringing Hal Linton from, was it Hoffenheim? A young yeah. striker, hungry, can he do the business? And then Maximin from Nice, Mr. Gucci himself, Gucci hairband wearer in the Liga. Will he bring that out to St. James's Park? I'm not sure, but... I'm surprised they went for him because there's yeah. a lot of people saying he is very, very inconsistent. Like, he could do something unbelievable one game, score a goal, get an assist, cause absolute problems for defences, but he'll go missing for another two, maybe three games. And I think that might be the issue for him. They need yeah. that consistency in order to stay up. They can't have him disappearing every four games. Yeah, I think it will be a very interesting one to see if he can perform. Obviously, they've brought players in. Can they get the goals? We'll have to find out. Very interesting to see Andy Carroll go back to the club. Not sure if he will suit the style of play. Could be like another Glenn Murray, like Brighton, needing that big header up front. Obviously, could get the goals for the corners, and it will be very interesting to see how Newcastle do. But unfortunately, I do see them just about missing out in the Premier League in a very tight relegation battle. Yeah, I think also that's hurt him is the loss of the Jose Perez to Leicester, who I think could do really well under Brendan Rodgers. And like you say, Andy Carroll, the boy comes home, but is he going? He has to get back up to match fitness in order to play. I mean, I think him and Holinton, maybe they can form a partnership together. Maybe it's going to be one over the other, but I think they are going to struggle this season without Rafa. They are not going to have the tactical tactical genius behind the team, and I think that will stop. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Right. 17th, who do you think's just going to miss out on relegation and have another season in the Premier League? 17th, I've gone with Sheffield United. I think they just could survive. With the other teams around them, I think it's going to be a very close one. I think, for me, Norwich will definitely be down. But I think the rest of the teams behind them will make things very interesting. But I'm just I'm just happy with their style of play. I think the transfer they made have been quite good. And... Obviously, having Billy Sharp up front, it's been their main man for the last few years. It's it's obviously a very easy way easy way forward for them because they're used to having that strike up front. There's no new changes, not having to get used to a certain striker style of play. They've all been playing together for years, so I think Sheffield United will just about survive. Okay, so my 17th choice, Harry. I think keeping Zaha is a signing in itself for Palace. He's a huge player for them. However, he has lost a lot of talent around him. There's no Batshuayi. He's gone back to Chelsea yep. after his loan expired. Wan-Bissaka's made his way up to United. I mean, they brought in Ayu, who's had how many Premier League clubs and not made an impact at any. I just, I think they'll survive on Zaha alone. I think they do have still Townsend. He can, he has a screamer in him. There's Milivojevic, new contract, steadies the ship, captain. 
Cahill could help solidify him at the back. However, they have lost Wan Bissaka, their best defender. Yeah. And they didn't bring anyone in to replace him. Yeah. Well, they've got they've got their penalty taker, as you said. Um, it'll be interesting. Do you think they will stay 17th if Zaha leaves in mm. January? Or no. Or do you stuck there for the whole I, season? Because that's why I put them 17th. I think they could have a good start with Zaha. Yeah. But in January, I do I do think Everton might come back from again, or maybe Napoli. I mean, Napoli, the transfer window is still open, so they yeah. could still take it. But after they signed um, Iwobi, yeah. that kind of looks like they lost out on Zaha, but they wanted Iwobi to bring in. But I'll talk about that later, because that did shock me. So, moving on to 16th, who have you got? So I've gone Crystal Palace, similar to Sheffield United, just one of those teams that will just about make survival. They haven't got the most amazing players, they haven't really brought in anyone really spectacular like you said with Jordan Ayew I think he only scored one goal last season in about 20 games he's not really got the goals they've lost that's why who started to get a bit of form just as the season ended which is a shame I heard that they wanted him back on loan but he's needed elsewhere so I think key players maybe uh, Victor Camarasa from Betis he was at Cardiff last year on loan he did seem to be quite a key player despite the relegation so he could be a good player midfielder that unlocks defences, that plays nice through balls through. But they don't have a real big quality that will put them past the table. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I can't see Palace doing that well. I think it would just be a scrappy season for them. Hopefully the fans get behind um, Roy Hodgson. And I think it's, it's just going to be a difficult. Unless they took that money and invested it and got the yeah. players that would help them. But they just haven't done so, so I can't see them. Yeah, enough. I think the best I can't scenario... Have a good season. I mean, the best scenario would be is if perhaps in January, if things are going well or things aren't going well, to let Zaha go. You're going to get a lot of big money and you can invest at least two or three good players that will make a big difference rather than just relying on one player because what if Zaha gets injured? It could be all turmoil for the Palace. Yeah. I mean, in 16th place, I've gone for Burnley. Yeah. I think <clears throat> even though two seasons ago, the brilliant season, going to Europa League, Last season, poor start because they're stretched in Europe and then managed to find some form. However, I just think it's not going to be their season. I no. mean, they've brought in Jay Rodriguez from the Championship, did well for West Brom last season, 22 goals and 6 assists. You know, was pivotal in getting them to the playoffs. Didn't make it to the, obviously lost out on the final um, to, was it Derby? No, it was Villa, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So <clears throat> they got Jay Rodriguez. Hopefully he returns and gets some form, strikes up a partnership with either Chris Wood, Ashley Barnes, and they can have a good season. I think help keeping Tarkovsky from Leicester is a big plus for them. Yeah. Helps that steady their defence. He was obviously rumoured to go to Leicester. They didn't want to pay the big fee. Um, so I think that will help them. But I think from the quality of other teams around them, especially the others in the so-called best of the rest, I think they'll struggle. Not struggle this season, but they won't be as prolific as they were. Uh, a couple of seasons ago unless they start adding some decent quality to their team yeah they're definitely as we saw last year not as strong on the back as they once were used to be a very solid, solid team you would be able to score many goals against them they'd drum you out to a 1-0 2-0 even be 0-0 for a good 80 minutes and then just sneak a, sneak an away goal and unfortunately this year they've just not really built more players into the team has not really bought more quality so I would agree with you that their season is going to be pretty lower down the table than it would have liked. Right, next up 15th place, who have you got and why? 
I've gone with Aston Villa. I think I've been really impressed with how much they've spent. I think they're one of the top two or three teams out of all the clubs mm. in terms of how much money they've spent. Obviously, as I say, you, you can buy the league, but I think these signings are very, uh, very essential and very uh, targeted to deal with the demand of the long season. Yeah, making sure they've got backups, making sure they've got high quality, making sure they've got experience when needed. And I think it will be enough for them to definitely stay away from relegation. Yeah, because that's the thing with a comfortable season. A lot of people are saying is they don't want to do a Fulham. Fulham last season ben spent like hundred or million pounds and didn't do the job. You know, they weren't playing the players that got them into the league. Like, yeah. Kearney, Sessegnon, they were leaving them onto the bench and they're trying to bring in their summer recruitment to help them boost them in the league. Didn't work. But Villa, Dean Smith has made the signings that were their last season. Tyra Mings was brilliant for them at the back after January. They signed McGinn to a long-term contract. Yep. A lot of big teams were sniffing around him and he's brought in team, I think players from when he was at time at Brentford and Sheffield Wednesday. He's brought players he knows and it's yeah. not a scattergun approach like Fulham did. It's yeah. going to be, I reckon, I put Villa higher up, but I think they're going to be a decent Yeah, they obviously bought Tom Heaton. I think he's a fantastic goalkeeper. But Burnley has really made a mistake in letting him go. Obviously played for England a couple of times. And I think a lot of experience. he is a really good goalkeeper. He knows what he's doing. He's had a lot of shots. I remember a game against United a couple of seasons ago. He got pelted with so many shots. He saved them. Starfish against Latan, just yeah. blocking the goal. Saved so many shots, so he could be a really key part, and it would give the goalkeepers a really good competition the whole season. Mm-hmm. They've made good signings. They've made signings from they got Jota from Birmingham. He he got a lot of goals last season in the Championship. Um, they also got Wesley from Club Bruges. Despite the uh, the Holland League, he has got the stats to his name. He has scored a lot of goals. Has got the assists as well. So it'd be interesting to see if he can make the progression. Yeah, because it's that Wesley and some marvelous guy, both from a league. But like we say, it's until you're in the Premier League, it's hard to see if you'll get on well. But we'll have to see how they go on. But I reckon they'll have a decent season. But 15 plates for me. I've gone Southampton. I think the new manager they brought in, I'm going to butcher his name, but Hassan Hootal, after he came in, he started to get very decent results. Took uh, Manchester, United, Manchester United all the way um, in their away game, beat Spurs at home. I think with now full pre- um, a full pre-season, he's brought in players for his system and the way he likes to play football, and I reckon he'll, I think he'll get the job done. I've don't think they'll have the best of seasons. Yeah. I think they will pick up points against the lower half and maybe some of the top six, but they still haven't got that goal scorer. They've sold Charlie Austin to West Brom. Yeah. Danny Ings is now permanent, but can he get the goals? Um, they brought in Che Adams from Birmingham. It's whether they, he can, again, like Mopay McBurney, can he get off the mark and prove himself in the Premier League? Yeah. We'll yeah, I totally agree. I think it's good that they put Danny Ings as a permanent. Hopefully they can start another game. He's he's good at what he's doing. He's he's used to being at a team where he's not always on the ball. But a team's not always on possession. He closes down. He's a, he's a quick player. I think he could do some big stuff. They've obviously they've not bought loads of players, but the signs they've made have all been above 10 mil. So the good signs that they've made. So I think the core of Southampton is good. They have a good team. They just got an unfortunate bit of bad run last year. But I definitely think that where you predicted they'll be there in the season. Right. So let me know who is in 14th place. So I've gone Burnley. I think, like you said, they're not going to have a tremendous season. They're going to be near about the lower mid lower mid table. Um, but as we mentioned earlier, they've not you know, really brought anyone really great in. 
but I just do think they're going to come 14th. It will be uh, not so a tough relegation battle, but they'll be near about, so they may be worried near the end of the season. Yeah, right. 14th place for me is Villa. We've said what we want to say about them. The signings, even though they have spent big, I think they have. They haven't done a Skaskin approach. They bought players they know, they trust, and can do the job for them. Yeah. In the Championship last season, they played really good football, playing out from the back, keeping possession. I think Jack Grealish is going to be big from this season. Yeah, pressure's on him now. Mm. The last few years, he's been linked with moving to the Premier League. It's his chance to show that now he has what it takes. It's a perfect game to start against Tottenham, the team that want to get him. Mm. He proves them all wrong. He plays out his, out his mind, and he could be really good for this year. Yeah, I think because he has got to take a step up. You know, he was brilliant last season for them in the Championship. Such a key player, scored some brilliant goals and important goals, especially the one against Birmingham, which that was less said about that game, the better. Um, so he has to step up. There's questions of him. Can he do it in the Premier League? Yeah. I know Spurs are sniffing around him a few seasons ago. They were quoting 50 million. A lot of people are like, is that a big gamble for him? So it'd be interesting to see, can he take the step up? And can he do the business in the Premier League? Yeah, I think it'd be good if he can. Obviously, captains aside, he can make this step up and sort of rally his team, and they could go on to be doing good things. Right. Moving on, 13th place. Who have you got? I've got Southampton. I think they're going to stay away from the relegation battle. I think they are. They have got the quality in their team, and they should really pick up some good results, especially against the lower teams. Got the experience. Obviously, last year got themselves almost caught in a relegation battle. We got out of it. Like you said, the manager's come in. He's got some good results. Not brought the most players in, but sometimes clubs may not think they need to. Like Norwich, and stick with the players you know. So I think 13 for Southampton. Right, 13 for me is West Ham. I think they have spent well in the um, in the transfer window. Brought in Sebastian Haller from uh, Frankfurt. 15 goals and nine assists in the Bundesliga. However, the goals and the assists he had, he had Jovic around him, who was unbelievable last season. Obviously, proved it and got his move to Real Madrid. He had Rebic around him as well. It's whether he had the talent around him at West Ham to do the business and get the goals that they need. They've not had that star striker for a while now, and that's what West Ham fans have been wanting and needing. I mean, they do have a good core with Declan Rice, wonderful last season. Obviously, he wants to build on top of that. But who is, there is questions about who's going to partner him. Are they going to stick with Mark Noble? Or can Jack Wilshere stay fit and partner Rice in the middle? Obviously, they've got Felipe Anderson, who was wicked last season. And I reckon him around Haller. I mean, you've got him, Lanzini, Antonio. You've got this new guy, Fornells, who come from Villarreal. A lot of people are saying he could do well. Yeah. But he only got five goals and five, um, three assists for Villarreal across the league, Copa del Rey, and the Europa League. So it's, can he step up to the plate in the Premier League and do the bits, do what he needs to do? But I do think they haven't strengthened at the back. I think that's their one issue. I think they lost one of their centre-backs. They haven't improved there. I mean, Fabianski, I think, is a superb goalkeeper. Amazing shot-stopper. But they haven't improved their defence. And I think they may be league goals this season, which might be the downfall because attacking-wise, they could do the business, but defensive-wise, they haven't improved. Yeah, like you said, I think it would be a difficult but good season for West Ham. Obviously, last year they played really well, went up the table, the business. But some games, they do lack that defensive stronghold. And, you know, will it, be, will it come down to their goal difference being quite low because they've scored a lot, but they've also conceded a lot more. Right. Moving on to 12th place, who have you got and why? 12th, I've gone with Watford. 
I think Watford, as shown last year, got in the final of the cup, despite getting absolutely hammered. They do have a good manager that knows how he wants his team to play. Do play with a bit of a strange formation. It's like a four-two-two-two or something. Yeah, with two not wide players, but they're kind of central. Yeah, like it's all two holding midfielders in Kapuwe and Decore were decent. And then two kind of like Cam, so to speak. You know, you've got Pereira, you've got Delafeu that can play there as well. Yeah, I think the the quality of Watford is a lot better than when you compare it to Southampton or or a team in that yeah, yeah. similar place. I think despite them being in my predictions quite similar position-wise, I do think there'll be a bit of a points gap between both teams. They're not invested a massive amount. They've got Ismaili Saar for £27 million. It'd be interesting to see if he can perform. But other than that, they've not really spent too much. They've only spent money on Craig Dawson, 5.5. Um, that could be their downfall, their yeah. investment. So, similar to Southampton, they've got a strong team already. They've not really needed to invest too much. So I do think they'll have a problem for the season. Right, 12th place for me is your choice on bottom. It's Norwich City. I reckon they're going to have a very, very good season. After seeing them in the second half against Liverpool, they caused them issues. They were really good going forward. Yeah. Yes, in the first half of the back, they were all over the place, but they steadied the ship in the second half. I mean, Mane come on, caused them a bit of trouble on the wide, but all in all, they handled it. I just think they're going to have a decent season. Pookie, I'm looking forward to him. I'm hoping he gets some goals. He looks like he's up for the challenge, already off the mark. I'm excited to see Max Aarons as well. Mm-hmm. Very, very decent right back. A lot of hype around him. Let's see if he lives up to it. And their surprising signing was Farman from the Bundesliga, a very talented goalkeeper. Hopefully he can, I think, he, in their mind, he will be replacing Jim Paul. He's yeah. kind of, that's going to be a keeper to help us not concede as much and help him steady the ships. The thing throughout the top flight league, or throughout English leagues, they can't, they're only second in the city in the most goals scored. So they've got a lot of goals in them. I reckon they can do some damage this season. Yeah, I think it will very bold put them up from 12. I think for me, if they do play as naive as they were in the first one at Liverpool, they will get absolutely battered. But hopefully, they've learned from their mistakes. If they play like they did against the second half against Liverpool, they could, like you say, be quite a strong mid-table team. So that will be very interesting to see whether Norwich can perform to Callum's expectations of getting a 12th place finish. I, but I disagree. I think Norwich will do a lot better than what you think. I think they will come bottom, unfortunately. <coughs> I disagree. Disagree. Right. 11th place. We're nearly up to a halfway point. Who have you got and why? I've gone with Bournemouth for 11th. Okay. I do like Bournemouth. Good team. Good players. They've not invested this year too amazing. I think Callum Wilson Fraser they did really well to keep hold of both those players. They were linked with a few moves away. Fraser to Arsenal, Callum Wilson to a few big teams, but they put a big price tag on and it's worked out for them. Players don't seem unsettled, so they could do good things. But they did start really well last season, started the Premier League, they were up in the top 10. But the second half of the season, they just hit a bit of a downfall and did slowly drop down the table. So with these new players that they brought in, They've not brought anyone spectacular, but I think 11th place would be pretty good for their season. My 11th choice, exactly the same, Bournemouth. Brilliant team, brilliant manager in Eddie Howe. I'm hoping soon he gets a call up to a bigger team. We can see how he does. I think it's signing to himself, keeping Fraser, keeping Wilson, done well to ward off Leicester and keeping Ake. Yeah. And I think they can push on. I think Brooks had a brilliant 
season last season and I think he'll push on and I'm interested to see how Harry Wilson does from Liverpool on loan did amazingly well for Lampard at Derby and it'd be interesting to see because he will want to see how Brooks has performed after making his move from Sheffield United and seeing can he push on can he replicate that success and prove himself to Liverpool faithful and say I am at this level. I can play well here. Just give yeah. me that opportunity. It'll be interesting to see if they go with a familiar familiar four four two. If they play Wilson and King up front, or maybe they're going to play Wilson and Wilson up front. Well, they may change change it around because they've still got Brooks. They've got Fraser. As you say, Wilson. They've got Joshua King. Yeah. So there's a lot of players around them that going forward they can be deadly. Yeah, I think if they get a good start like last year. They could definitely. Could definitely maybe do better than 11, but we'll have to see how they get on. I reckon that'd be decent. Right, halfway, just past. We're into the final. Come on, who have you got? Final top 10. Who's in 10th place for you? 10th place for me is West Ham. I think after last year, getting top 10, top, near about top 10, I think they can do it again this year. I think they've got a good squad. Maybe not the best defensively, but as we saw last year, sometimes to score more goals than your games. So I think this year they're not going to be too focused on clean sheets. I think they're just going to go out their way and get the goals. They'll be winning games 3-1, 4-2, but I think they'll definitely have a strong attack. Cool. 10th place for me is Watford. I think they'll have a decent season. After making the cup final, I'm hoping they can build on that success. I think in the summer they haven't signed. Their transfer activity wasn't amazing, I'd have to say. Yeah. Craig Dawson isn't the biggest. Hopefully he could help steady the ship at the back. I don't see him improving the team a whole lot. I'm excited to see Saar from Wren. There's a lot of hype about him. He did perform well for Senegal in the World Cup. And yep. I'm hoping he can bring the business to the Premier League. We'll have to see. But I think Troy Deeney will very much like having Saar and Delefeu around him. Because if you get the ball to Deeney, hold it up, knock it down to these runners... They could prove a lot of teams, and they could hit a lot of teams on the break. When I'm excited to see how yeah, Watford, similar to West Ham, both teams could definitely make it into the top ten of the season. Right, ninth place. Who have you got? Ninth place. I've gone for Everton. Okay. I think I almost think <coughs> they're making the same almost mistakes as last year or the year before. They always seem to buy in a load of players. And like last year, it just didn't really merge as they wanted to begin with. Sort of struggled to get results. Um, and I almost feel as if they've sort of done the same again this year. I think the signs they've made this year, though, have been a lot better than they did last year. But I think considering the rest of the field, a lot of strong, a lot of strong teams, I do think ninth place will be their position this season. Yeah, for me... Ninth as well is Everton. I think they have made better signings than what they have done in the past. I think Andre Gomez bagging him permanently from Barcelona is good for yep. the Everton. However, I think they're putting a lot of faith in Moise Keane. He's a young Italian striker. Had one. It was his first breakout season, and I'm I'm surprised Juventus let him go really because he did does have a lot of talent. But knowing Sarri, he doesn't like to put his trust in young players. So I can see why he's left. And there was obviously a lot of unsettlement with the fans around him. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. But I don't think he's going to be a hit straight away. Because what they missed is the Lukaku. Yeah, I think Musa Keane will be 
an interesting one this season. He's not really had his time to shine. He's not really had his game time at Juventus. Last season, he only played 13 games. He did get six goals, almost half of his games. But he's just not really had the game time and a chance to succeed. I think similar, Fabian Dell is quite a good signing for them. He's experienced. He knows what's going on. He's obviously been working with Guardiola the last couple of years. So I'm sure he's got his whereabouts of where Everton should go next. But yeah. I don't think they'll be challenging too high up the table this year. Yeah, I think they made some decent signings. Like you say, Fabian Delph is going to bring a lot of experience to the team. However, I think not replacing Adrisa Garnagay is going to hurt him. They were rumoured with Decore, but failed to bring him in. I think they've been a decent replacement. So it'll be interesting to see how they do. Whether Fabian Delph is going to sit into that holding midfielder role, which I think he prefers rather than left-back, where he's used at City. So I reckon him and Gomez could form a partnership. <clears throat> but I think they're going to be lacking the goals. I mean, they got Musakin. I just don't think he's going to have that break. He might yeah. have a breakout season. But it's a similar um, situation to Calvert-Lewin. It's, are they going to put their faith in him? Are they go- is he going to be the player to get them the 20-plus goals that Lukaku was getting them for them a few seasons ago? Yeah, that's what they're missing, really. They're missing that big Lukaku player. Obviously, he's got Alex Iwobi in. I've got my doubts about Alex Iwobi, though. He's not being ever-present for, for Arsenal. But he could bring the sort of different flair that Everton may need for the season. Because I was really surprised Arsenal let him go. Yeah, he was probably one of the better players that came on and... The Europa League final that they played. Yeah, he was the only player that actually turned up for Arsenal. Scored an amazing goal, but everyone just down tools. They didn't like. They didn't look like they want to be there. And I'm surprised because he's got a great engine on him. He's got a great attitude. He loved Arsenal. He come from down from when he was a youngster and worked for the academy. I think it's a shame Arsenal let him go. I think he would have worked in Emery's plans. Possibly they thought otherwise, but I reckon he'll do well at Everton. If we give him the platform he needs, be given more consistent game time, I reckon he'll do yeah, I reckon he can do something this season. Probably. Right, moving up to 8th place. Who will be battling out for the best of the rest? Who have you got? I've gone with Leicester for 8th. I think they've got a good team. I really do like the style of play they played at the end of last season. I was impressed with the way they played against Man City. Despite losing 1-0, completely lucky goal. Lucky, that was a screamer. But not lucky at all. But um, I really do think Leicester under Brendan Rodgers could make a real fight of it. And it wouldn't surprise me if maybe they nick 7th place, get into Europe League, depending on the winners of elsewhere cups. But they have made some good signings. They've got a couple of players in. Obviously, they've got Molly. They've also got Tillemans from Monaco in. But that was a really big signing. It really interests us straight away. You can see his potential. I think Tillemans, lucky for him, Monaco have been put Forming really bad in the league, obviously fighting for the relegation last season. Perhaps this season he thought, well, he's not really brought yeah. one in. Maybe that's his next move. Uh, Perez is a good signing as well. I'm not sure if he'll do the same that he did with Leicester. Maybe because they will probably play Vardy more. It depends if they play two of the formation they play, but could be a good player for them as well. Yeah, I think Leicester, that is my choice for eighth as well. I think the biggest issue is why I haven't put them seven or breached into the top six is they failed to replace Maguire. Yeah, they had. They just. I maybe Brendan Rodgers wants to go for the younger players. I think it's the Brozovic. He was on um, a loan at Celtic last season. However, I just think he's missed a trick in not replacing Maguire. I think he should have pressed harder to get Ake or Tarkovsky to be their main centre back alongside Evans or whoever they pick. But going forward, they have got a lot of danger. Madison had a brilliant first season for Leicester. 
I think he'll build on that. Damari Gray, quick, exciting winner. Jose Perez could form a great partnership with Vardy. And also is Tielemann, who was brilliant at the end of last season for them. Obviously coming on loan, a lot of big teams look at him. United, Spurs and Leicester pipped him to it. But I think he may, they may be just a stepping stone for him in his career. Yeah, like you said, I think obviously not replacing Grier wasn't ideal. But it wasn't ideal just having, having him leave just before the end of the transfer window. I do think, however, they will be looking for players that replace him, and it most likely will get a good, big, good, big defender in the January window. Yeah. If they're not performing as, as well, they would definitely get him. I think even if they are doing really well, if they're pushing the top six, top seven, I think they definitely will get another player in because why not? You can always improve, improve the squad. Right. Let me know who is going to come out as the best of the rest. Who you got in seventh place? So this is going to cause a lot of controversy, but I've gone with Man United. And seventh place. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, okay. I'll let's hear it. I want to hear your reasons why. Um, I think end of last season, obviously they had the amazing period when the new manager come in, Ollie's at the wheel, and everything was going well. But then just like that, it just went downhill, and they just couldn't get results. I think firstly losing Lukaku to me, I think is a mistake. Yeah. I think it may not work for his for his team, it may not work for his style, but he got more goals than any other striker in their squad. I think Daniel James, good player, good pacey player, will he get the same sort of opportunities at Man United? Not too sure. Will he get played up front with Rashford? Depends on the formation that Man United play. That's also another point. They've not replaced Lukaku. They've sold a big player, but they've not brought anyone massive in. They've just got Rashford and Daniel James up front. And I'm not really sure if Rashford can perform as many people think he could do. I think he could have quite a slow season. And I don't think he will get many goals this year. I think maybe it would be good to get over 10 goals. But only having one striker, that's really good. Then having Daniel James, a newcomer, I do think they will lack in goals department this season. So I just don't think they will manage the whole season without a big striker. Unless they get someone in January, fortunately, for any Man United fans, I'll put you down seven. Uh, it's an interesting decision. It really is. Um, I've gone, I've put them a bit higher up, but not too far. I think, look, you're right, replacing Lukaku, not replacing him, is going to hurt them. He's, I think Oli's made a bad decision in putting his eggs all in one basket. He wants to give Rashford, he wants Rashford to be his main man. He thinks he can get more out of Martial. He thinks he can get more out of Alexis Sanchez, who has lost all ambition yeah. for Man United after his move. Big money move. Got the money he wanted. And it's just like, I don't have to play football anymore. That's what it looks like. And like, from his recent uh, press conference, he wanted to pave a way for Mason Greenwood to come in. But the guys had little Premier League experience. Yeah. You can't think this youngster is going to come in and do absolutely amazing. You've sold Lukaku. Bring in Mandzukic. At least yeah. it's a striker. That's going to come in with experience of winning trophies as played at the top. Even Lorente, they were rumoured. United fans were annoyed that they were rumoured with him. Lorente, such great experience, and he has more Premier League games under his belt than Greenwood. Yeah, Even if you give him a run out every, at the end of five, and like he's such a great striker to lump the ball up to, to knock it down. How many goals did Tottenham get last season from having him just his presence? Yeah, I think... The season will come down to whether or not injuries play a big part. It's risky as anything having two strikers. And it also means they can't play two up front because they won't have a spare striker on the bench. If Rashford gets injured, who have they got to play? Are they going to have to play Martial up front? Are they going to play someone with pace up front? Are they going to have to play Daniel James? It's just not the same. They definitely needed to invest 
someone somewhat decent or someone with pets to really the goals like a Vardy bagging 18 goals last season they need that they need that player just like the big teams do with Aguero Salah with Mane who are getting plus 20 goals like Aubameyang as well that's what Man United needs to make that push for the top four I think well my seventh choice is different it's Wolves I think they're going to come out as the best of the rest had a fantastic first season in the Premier League stuck to their philosophy stuck to their style of football that got them into the Premier League and they've done so well they've secured Jimenez and I think he, they're just going to build on that He's a fantastic player, and I think the teams coming up, especially Norwich and Villa, have looked what Wolves have done in their first season. Like we've got to stick to how we want to play football. We've got to stick how we got here, and we can push on. But I think Wolves. The only question I have around them is how they're going to handle Europa League football, because we saw it with Burnley uh, last season, got off to a poor start because they're too stretched. Watford have a thin squad as it is, and they might get just too stretched over with the Europa League. And that might be their downfall. But I think towards the end of the season, they'll rally and have a great finish. Because top six last the last season, they caused top six teams all sorts of problems. They got great results. I think it was 3-1 away to Spurs. Yeah. Beat United, I think, at home and in the FA Cup at home. They, Beat they Chelsea caused, as well. Yeah. They, was it Man City? They drew 1-0. I mean, yeah. it was a lucky, a lucky handball goal by um, Bolly. But that was in like the first couple of games of the season. Yeah. So I think, for me, 7 is Wolves. Right, we're now into the top six. So, who do you think is going to be missing out on Champions League football and will be playing Europa League? The six, I've gone with Wolves. Like you said just a minute ago, I do. I like the Wolves team. Last year, they show they can do it, getting some big results, and it's really good that they've got Jimenez signed on a full deal. They've got Dendonka they've signed on a full deal. I think they've got a few players on the free, free deals, good backups. The Wolves quality, you should see them through. Stellar play suits the Wolves ideally. They're happy to attack teams. They're happy to sit back. And I think that's ideal because a big club wants to go to a game where they dominate. They don't want to keep going to games where they're completely getting pressured, getting pressed. Big six teams all prefer having games where you play against the lower, lower teams in the division who just sit back and try and defend. But Wolves do the opposite. They know that the big teams don't like it. And it proved it last year. They got some big results. It will be interesting to see how they cope in Europa League. It also could be a big competition for them. Do they decide through the season, actually, we're just going to not focus on the league because we've actually made it out of the group stage. It'll be interesting to see the group stage draw, whether or not they get through. If they get through the next qualifying round, they've got Torino in the next round for qualification. So that would be a very big game for them. So I think their season will depend on whether or not they're in the Europa League and how they perform. Right, top six for me, sixth place. You ain't going to like me for this one. I've put Chelsea. I Terrible. think the transfer ban hasn't helped. Losing Hazard is, isn't is great for him. Obviously, we knew it was, it was written. It was written in the stars, really. We knew it was coming. He wanted that big money move. He wanted to go to Real Madrid. He wanted to chase his dreams. Yeah. Play for Zidane. Play for the Galacticos. He just had to go. There was no, no way you were going to keep him. Yeah, there was no point keeping for a season, losing one of three. I think reading the papers, has made a lot of profit from this transfer window, which is good. Good investment made in January. First time Chelsea made profit in any transfer window. A lot of profit been made. But yeah, I think obviously Brent Lampard, I think he's a good manager. It'll be interesting to see how he plays. He's optimistic, which I like. Gives the youth players a chance, which is also a great thing to do. Because I think it's what needed. We've been known to have a good academy. So now it's time for the players to show that they're definitely good enough. Yeah, for me, um, I'm excited to see how he gets on. You know, he done well for Derby last season. I, I do think it's a bit early of a move. I think it could... Obviously, no matter what happens, Chelsea will still always love him. However, I just think it was just too much. It was just a move 
too quick in his career. If it comes yeah. later in his career, I think he could do well. But sick for me, I think it's good for Chelsea, considering the transfer ban. No Hazard, no real striker. I mean, Morata's now uh, uh, Atletico on permanent. No Higuain, he went back to Juve. I mean, you've got Batshuayi, who was okay for Palace towards the end of last season. Got Abrahams, got an important for Villa in the Championship, but can't, does he have the mustard to do it in the Premier League? Because he yeah. did play for Swansea on loan, but he wasn't as clinical as what people hoped him to be. I think, he, like you say, he's given youth experience, um, the youth a go. Mason Mount, who was really good for him in pre-season, everyone's question, can he now do it in the Premier League? And I think, most importantly, Pulisic has to hit the ground running. He ha- he's got big boots to fill in replacing Hazard. I just don't think he will ever be as good as Hazard. No. But I, I think do think up. he will... He can get up to a decent quality, but it's whether he can start off strong and make and help Chelsea push on the season. If he can, maybe they can push him to the top four, but I think for me, they're not going to stick. Yep. Right, top five. Who is just missing out on Champions League football? I've gone with fifth place. I've gone with Arsenal. Okay. I think they've made some good signings. I've got Nicolas Pepe, but... There's always, that, there's always that debate. Yeah, he's got really good stats. Uh, 22 goals, 14 assists in the league. But there's always that... Yeah, he's playing against French Palmers. Yeah. There's always that debate. The French league is just not one of the top leagues anymore. Uh, it's a top league. It's just... They've got top players. Yeah. But it's just they're all attackers. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not, only PSG that would have, you would say, top, top defenders. Yeah. Is Maybe Thiago Silva. The league has sort of just fallen to PSG now. It's sort of PSG wins the league and yeah. then the rest scrap for the second and third. Ball, yeah. um, they've made some... They've obviously got Real Madrid, Danny Cavalas on loan. Um... That's all right, signing for them. I think they pinched off Tottenham. Which... Uh, right, we'll get into this now. He chose Arsenal because he wanted more football time. The reason he snubbed Tottenham was because he knew there was too much quality and he wasn't getting enough game time that he wanted. He wants to play 40-plus matches in this season. He knows he can quite easily waltz into the Arsenal lineup. He would not do that at Spurs. That's the reason he went. Well, I'm sure there are many reasons to why. That is the reason. Um, I think they've also they've got a few defenders in. Obviously, they've got Pepe, they've got Kovac attacking. They've got um, William Saliba. But I think they're loaning back straight away. So, to me, I think it was a pointless sign to make when you've got a limited budget. Buy someone for almost 30 mil and you loan them back. But he only, I think he's only breakout season at St. Etienne, but he didn't play much football. Yeah. So, I think it's good for him to go back and have a full season in the top five front. I think Tierney will be a good sign for them. They needed a left back for a while. And I think David Luiz will be an interesting one, whether or not who he partners with, because um, the Shani left. So, I don't think the back four, even with the new signings, are as strong, a little bit stronger. But not top four strong, I don't think. Because I'm, I'm annoyed Arsenal got Tierney. I think he could be very, very good for him. I yeah. think he's top quality. Like they're saying, he's the next Robertson. They do battle it out for starting left back for Scotland, but Scotland, there's Mickey Mouse football. They're all farmers up there, so it's not the best in quality. But Tierney, I'm very, I think he'll do really well for Arsenal. At the moment, he's injured, I think, for up to six weeks, so we won't get to see him play. But I think he'll be very good. Like you say, David Luiz... It's a very questionable signing. Yeah, he wanted he wanted to. It was last minute. Obviously, I think he's found out that he's probably the fourth backup I've heard centre back partnership. He obviously wants to stay in the Premier League and Arsenal, nearest club, nearest to get medical, I suppose, nearest to get the paperwork sorted. It just worked out for him. 
He knows London quite well. But it's 32. He does look a bit rocky in defence. Obviously, I do love him as a player, but there's always that doubt whether or not if he performs on the day or not. Yeah, for me, David Luiz, I just don't understand why they've gone for him. Obviously, they need a centre-back after Koscielny went, um, lost their captain, but he's not a centre-back to steady the ship. No, the not. The biggest problem Arsenal had was at the back last season. They were just leaking goals. They needed to steady the back two. Mustafi is awful. Like, I don't see how he's a footballer, really. And if those two line up as a centre-back pairing, they've got so many mistakes in him, in them both, that they're just... It's just, I just don't understand why they've gone for him. I understand cheap signing. Brings a lot of experience. Yeah. Won a lot of trophies. But playing as a back two centre-back, he's so erratic. Yeah, he's not He's not sometimes the best. I think sometimes we used to see in the past on a counter-attack. You'd see him in the back picture having a little jog in the background. Not in line with the centre-back partnerships. He can be easily beating the ball. We made that rash tackle when Tottenham played Chelsea last year. Son went down the line. Oh, right. Made that ridiculous rash tackle and he it went sweeping past him. It wasn't a rash tackle. It was it just... like a two-footed stump almost. Awful. The, what, the one where Son scored that goal where he took it past. Took him around, took it past Jorginho. Yeah, that, that was just a weak challenge. There was nothing rash about it. it. He literally weird. tried to side-foot it. But he just he just weren't committed to the tackle. So yeah. instead of bringing Son down at the edge of the area, he thought, I'll oh, just through. let him go through, score, that's it, game over. Yeah, so I think that would reason be an interesting one. Whether or not he performs to top standard or not, whether or not he suits the style of play of Emery or not, we'll have to see. So didn't he work with Emery at PSG? Yeah, I yeah, think so. I think they so maybe do that know is, each uh, other. So maybe there is something there, but I think it's just too erratic. Yeah, the age isn't on his side either. Obviously, he can get a good header, can get a good header goal, doesn't have a bad strike, but we'll have to see how he goes on. Right, for me, fifth place, United. I think they have done okay in the transfer window. Simon Maguire is the centre-back they need. However, a lot of people are comparing him to Van Dijk, mm. saying, is he going to have the impact that Van Dijk had, where as soon as he come in, Steady the ship, steady the defence. I don't think he will. There is a vast difference in quality between Maguire and Van Dijk. Yeah. I think it's a good move, and it's a centre-back, but I think they do just need another one as well to partner Maguire. Yeah, they definitely do. A lot of people were saying about his... <clears throat> why has he gone for so much money? He's gone for 80 mil, Van Dijk was 75, but Van Dijk went for 75 a year and a half ago. Yeah. In today, like, the market value appreciates each season. If Maguire's at 80... You look at Van Dyke now, he's over £100 million easily. Yeah. You can't compare the two. Yeah. You've got to compare them at the value at the moment in time. It's hard to compare because, as we know, money buys everything. Prices are getting raised. I think in a couple of seasons, you'll be paying £100 million for centre back. Just like how Bournemouth went to £75 million for Ake. To me, I think that's absolutely ridiculous. Very ridiculous. No, no more than £50 million. Mm. Clubs, if they want to buy a player, they have to pay now, which is the way it is. And I think the issue, the other issue is, is English players have such a high premium because they count as homegrown talent. Yeah. Because obviously every club needs to meet that quota in their squad, as soon as it's an English player, they put up a bit of a premium just so they get the extra, extra bit of cash, knowing they have to pay it because they need the homegrown players in their squad. Yeah. Well, we saw that with Man City. They've had to sign Scott Carson alone in Derby. Yeah. They've not, they're obviously not it's meeting strange. the requirements. Well, because <coughs> there was talks of them signing Maguire to help them with their quota, and they'd have to pay up to £80 million pounds as well. Yeah, I think if Man City were to sign Maguire, they could be really stuff. Oh, gotcha. And I think it's a, it's, a really, it's a shame that Maguire has sort of gone United. I'm not too convinced by the back four still. 
I think he could could be potentially quite good this year, but he could be potentially quite bad because he didn't really have the support around him. I mean, Lindelof came on towards the end of last season with Oli as manager. Obviously, signing Wambasaka, I think, is a good move for him. I think he'll help steady this right-back position as well, which has been a bit unstable for the past yeah. few seasons. Left-back, sure, I think he did. He actually had a pretty decent season last season. Yeah. Helped back into get made it back into the England fold. However, towards the end of the last season, I think the whole squad started to tail off. But I'm excited to see him have another full season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, because obviously we've made uh, Young the captain. Will Young play left-back, now Wambazaki right-back? It'll be interesting one to see. It would also be interesting to see where they put Maguire. If they put him next to Wambazaka, but then that might leave the left side of the defence weakened. Or if they put him on the left side, but then there's also that gap in quality. And I think... Up front, like we mentioned earlier, they're putting a whole lot of faith in Rashford, which I think is going to be the downfall. Yeah. I think not signing an extra striker will hurt them. I'm excited to see Daniel James. Rapid right mid. And I think he could do well. I think when we'll see Man um, United line up, they'll probably line up with the front, front four of Rashford up front, Martial left, James right, and teenage sensation yeah. Jesse Lingard as the uh, <laughs> centre attack in mid. But... Hopefully Pogba pulls his finger out of his ass this season. Yeah, he needs to. Because when he like he can be unplayable, he can be amazing. He just gotta do it. He's just gotta stop being lazy. Yeah, we saw the screamers and scored with Juventus. He has the talent. He can do it. And when Oli first came, what was it like ten goals and like ten assists yeah. in the first like everyone, matches? Everyone put him in his fancy team. He was unbelievable. And then as soon as one thing starts to go wrong, he downs tools. And he wants to force a move. Yeah. I mean, he could still go to Real Madrid by the end of the window. I think if he does, it's probably to the benefit of United. Because yeah. he's oddly a character they shouldn't have in the dressing room. Give him some replacements to get in January. Like I said about uh, Daniel James, I'm not too sure about him. He's just based, obviously he's got a lot of pace. But United aren't going to be on the counter lot this season. Yeah. Really worry. I think he's that's. Not... I think against the bigger teams, they're hoping for that. They're yeah. hoping for, say, the team to, to come in, control the ball. And they'll hit him on the break. Yeah. It's like Norwich. We know they like to hit the ball and they like know they like to be free flowing. Same with Villa. They like to keep the ball. I think they're hoping that once they open up and start playing, they can win the ball back, press in, and just attack them on the ground down the wing. Yeah. Right. Top four. Who do you think is just squeezing into fourth place to get Champions League football? Uh, fourth place, maybe slightly biased. I'm going with Chelsea. It's totally biased. <laughs> um, I just think. Everyone's expecting Chelsea to have a bad season, and maybe that will be everyone's downfall. Not expecting Chelsea being at their best. They could surprise a few teams. The formation we played last year probably will be quite different this year, based on the amount of youth players we've seen. I've seen a few interviews about Lampard saying that he's not got a set one, two, three, four in positions. Every player's got to earn it. Every week could be a completely different formation. Depends on what players play on the pitch, off the pitch, in training. So I definitely think you young youth players that no one's played against before in the Premier League could surprise a few. I think if Loftus Cheek and Zoy get back in the team, could make a really strong start eleven. Interesting. So that's what I reckon. I think they'll have a decent season. I just don't think they'll break into the top four. I don't think they have the quality to get the goals anymore. Right. And I think defensively, we don't know how they're going to perform. Like we don't know how they're going to set up. I think that is the big. What, yeah, um, concern for most teams is we don't know how Chelsea are going to set up. I think, not sure about set up a partnership, but most of the pre season they have gone with Aston Petter right. 
anything like that. I think they will be definitely be the wing back positions. Yeah. Alonso should not be a fullback. No. I'm sorry. Chelsea had so much more stability at the back when Emerson came in. Like Alonso, he was decent for Conte because half the time he wasn't really a left back. He didn't have yeah. to do much defensive work. It's only a four at back, he was just all over the place. Yeah. I won't be surprised if there's no Rudiger. I've heard that he's a little undermatched bit, similar mm. to situations Kante. So it could most likely be a Christian Schneider partnership. I think most Chelsea fans are excited to see Kante being played a holding midfielder. Yeah, I think that would be a definitely big exciting That's boost. a signing in itself for Chelsea. But he may not even play the first game, it will be down to match fitness, whether or not the manager thinks he's fit. But I do think Chelsea could be one of them teams, surprise a few teams, like they did last season, maybe we'll down in down in sixth, someone managed to get further, but everyone was a bit torrid in the last few games. Obviously in Champions League football again, whether that takes a toll on their season, we just to see. They get knocked out early. Yeah, I think that could be an issue is Champions League football might stretch them because they, even though they've got a large squad, it's a lot of youth. Yeah, players, so. I always say jokingly that if they're doing bad in the league, maybe they can tactically drop in the Europa League again, win, get Champions League qualification for that route. Right, fourth place for me, hate to say it, Arsenal. I've, going forward, I think they're just going to cause so much teams problems. I mean, they've got Pepe, who could be quality. Yeah. Bamiang, top scorer in the league last season. Lacazette, unplayable at times if he wants to show up with Bamiang. If those three show up in a game, goodbye, that's it. You're just conceding goals. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they do play the two at the front or if they play like a wide three. Yeah. But it'll be interesting to see. I'm, like I said earlier, excited to see Tierney come in. I think he's going to be a great left back. Uh, Hector Bellerin, if he get back up to match fitness. Quality right back. In the middle, there are still some concerns. Is Sabayas going to come in and be their like dynamic, creative midfielder that they need? Yeah. Is Torreira going to have a build on last season? Yes, he had a decent start, but he is a bit unsettled. He even come out himself. He's a bit unsettled. He may even move back to Italy. We have to yeah. see before the European market closed. There was rumours of AC Milan coming in for him, so we'll have to see how he gets on. Yeah, there's a lot of interest, a lot of pressure for the clubs now until the end of the European window. Yeah. They can keep playing the big players. Yeah, I think the European window has is going to screw with the Premier League quite a bit. But moving on, top three, who have you got? I've gone with, also hate to say it, but I've gone with Spurs. I think they were unlucky last year, they're not Spurs. They definitely could have easily been in competition with the mm. top two, but they just didn't draw any games and lost a lot of games last season. Yeah, that was the issue. We lost a lot, a lot of games. Too many games where it was maybe nil-nil and you lose a late goal or the one up and gone two one down. And obviously this season you've got a few players in, not brought in you know anyone massively high profile. You have done good business uh, last year of the season, so it'll be interesting to see if those players can perform. I do like the like do like the sound of the Celso guy. I think he'd be quite good for you. Looks like it's sort of a cameo centre mid. Yeah. Sort of player. And the same as Sessignol, if he gets game time, he could be really bright for you as well. Um, but I do think this season he'll be a bit better, won't lose as many games, should comfortably get a third place. Yeah, that was the issue. I think towards the end of last season, for me, or oh, I might as well say it, third, I've gone Spurs as well. I think we're going to have a decent season. Hopefully, Kane can stay fit. He, like He's guaranteed one injury a season. That's the issue. And I'm gutted we didn't get Dybala. Absolutely gutted. Yeah, I was been... last day of the season. Juventus pull out. I was like, oh, God, give us a break. But that, I want to go into that because I think there's something there. 
there's something behind that I think story. there's something potential. Because we might come back in the January, and I'm hoping so. But anyway, the signings we have made, very decent signings. Tangai and Dombele was brilliant for Leon in the Champions League. We saw that against City. He was one of the names that City wanted. If they didn't have Ndombele, they had to have Rodri. They wanted Ndombele. If, yeah. And luckily, we got the business done early. We got the guy. Because that was one player. The Maurizio Pochettino was like, right, I want him. He's my first choice. Go out and get him no matter what. Yeah. I did. I went down to watch the Tottenham versus Inter Milan preseason game. The only thing that concerned me, he just looked a bit sluggish. He is getting to the... Yeah, like you say, because with a whole... I think Fabinho last season for Liverpool, he didn't get off the best start. It was only halfway through that he came out in an interview after performance and started going well. He was like, in the French League, once you receive the ball, you've got plenty of time to pick a pass. Well, we've seen the same with Bakayoko. Yeah. In the Premier League, you just don't have that. You've got to get the ball, and you've got to know where your next pass is going before the ball even gets to you. And I think he'll learn that quick. But ball at his feet, you can see him just twist and turn defenders for a guy who, he's a massive guy. Mm. And he's light on his feet, so I'm really looking forward to see how he gets on. Hopefully, he just gets used to the pace very quickly. I know Maurizio Pochettino likes a high fitness team. He drills into his players. They do. It takes him a few weeks and maybe even months to get used to the physical kind of peak that Mauricio Pochettino wants to get into. I think Lo Celso is another decent signing. Um, was doing really well for um, Real Betis last season. Did well in the Europa League, so I'm looking forward to see if he hits the ground yeah. running. Obviously, he's a PSG player. He's one of quite good players. So. Yeah, because the issue that PSG had is he's a, a very attacking midfielder and they were kind of playing him in quite a deeper role in defensive yeah, midfield. this little player of 4 3 3 doesn't really have that kind of role. I think Spurs is a perfect place for him. Whether or not Ali maybe got back deeper to a more deep line role, mm. it'll be interesting to see how. I think it just adds more up. depth and competition to the squad because that's what we lacked last season was that depth. Yeah. I mean, because we saw it towards the end, we had to pick up so many injuries, suspension, Son had two different tournaments midway through the season. And I'm hoping that now. There's no interruptions. Have it hopefully an injury-free or yeah. not as many injuries this season, and we can push on and hopefully close the gap between Liverpool and City. Because at the start of the season, there was a very close gap. Like we're yeah. still on 40 odd points. I think it's like we were on 41, 42, and Liverpool on like 43, City on 45 or something like that. But it wasn't until the turn of the season, picked up a few injuries and stuff started to go sideways. And I think we were lucky to be at top four in the end because if we didn't have the best to start, it would have gone down. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if Kane can keep his balls going. Well, that's the thing. If he has another fit season and has hopefully a 20 plus goal season, then hopefully we can start seeing some progress and yeah. catch up to the top two. But I will say now it is pivotal that Tottenham win a trophy this season. I don't care if it's the Carabao Cup or the FA Cup, it needs to be something we need silverware. We've spent the money on players that Pochettino's wanted. Can he now bring the result? Can we now? win the silverware we need to make sure and prove to everyone prove to ourselves prove to everyone else that we are here to win silverware right top two obviously it's I think we both believe it's coming down to another two horse race but who for you is coming second I've interestingly gone for Man City going second really yeah I just think Liverpool are due a win they've not won the Premier League in so long alright it will be the I end think it will be the end of the world if they I just think they're, due, they're just due that win. I think I had my doubts because they've not really brought anyone in. But last, but last night, four goals in the first half basically got rid of any doubts that I had. They are still as insanely attacking as they are. And they didn't even have Mane's 
as on the pitch. They had Origi, and Origi even scored. Mm. So Origi's got some form still left from last season. He wasn't the most amazing. They didn't score like two goals last year, but they've started off well. I think Man City have brought in some big players. Obviously got Rodri. Will he be as good as Fernandinho? We'll have to find out. Spanish football's a little, little bit different. It's almost not as bad as the French league where you get loads of time on the ball, but will it be the same sort of situation where he's caught on the ball? Yeah. We'll have to find out because a lot of the ball, a lot of the play did come from Fernandinho. Obviously got Cancelo right back. Not sure whether or not he'll play a lot of the time or if Walker will play. Because Walker and Community Shield, fantastic to get the ball for line. Unbelievable. I couldn't believe yeah. what I was watching. So we'll... I think that's the issue. Well, for me, the reason I've put Liverpool come second instead of winning it is because they haven't gone out on the market and strengthened their squad. Yeah. That's the one thing City have done. They've signed Rodri who was going to be, they hope, the replacement of Fernandinho. And he does, he has a lot of hype around him. Yeah. Well, like, he has time. a lot to live up to. They're saying he's the next Sergio Busquets. He needs to be the next Fernandinho. Two of probably the best holding midfielders we've ever seen. So he has a lot. He has boots to fill, and hopefully he can do it and prove the doubt is wrong. But it'd be interesting to see. And for me, Cancelo was an interesting buy because he's a very, like they say, initially they said he's a very attacking fullback. Defensive work could improve, yeah. but going forward, he is brilliant. Yeah, interesting one to spend money on another right back. Walker's you know, slowly aging, but he's still definitely got the quality there. I think it just adds more competitions than yeah. what um, Danilo did for Walker. Hopefully, it just pushes him on into the next kind of phase where he's just. That little bit better. Yeah. So I think at the moment for me, I would say Trent Alexander Arnold is the better right back. Yeah, I, I would agree so yeah. I think he's just got a bit more 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 to his game. He can deliver a wicked cross young player. He's obviously been pretty vital for Liverpool this season. Didn't play the most amazing game in the community shield. Still going change into right back. Could be a familiar thing this season. But he is only young. He's a young player. Mm. He can only learn from his mistakes and gradually get better. Yeah, because the thing is for me, with Liverpool, they haven't made any signings. Yeah, they've, they've made, made a, few. a few, like the youngsters, but they haven't made any decent signings that would add quality to their team. I guess you could argue... It's chain... hard to find a place where you'd replace. Yeah, I guess, but for me, they should have added... Obviously, they lost Sturridge. Um, he, they, kind of, they didn't renew his contract. I think they still need that backup. They needed an extra body there to replace um, Sturridge because he did come up with a few important goals last season. I think as well, not having a, back, a substitute left back, I yeah. think it's going to hurt them because obviously Moreno, again, didn't renew his contract. And if Robertson gets injured, there's only a few players. Do you want to put Milner there to yeah. cover the left back? I guess he's such a versatile player. You can, but... Might see Arnold swapping on the left wing. Yeah. See a lot of different things. I think for perhaps for Klopp, he just couldn't find any players that were first team players Frankly, that yeah. would replace the team. I think for me as well, you've got um, Oxley Chamberlain coming back from injury. Yeah, that's a big one. Full for them. preseason, that's kind of signing in itself. You've got Lana as well coming back into the fold. So I think them themselves count as signings. And the youngster, Rian Brewster, yeah, he's got he good mind could potentially be, I think he's going to be helping push Firmino because I think the one thing Firmino needs to add is goals. Yeah. He's not a goal scorer midfield, um, sent forward. But when you've got the likes of Salah and Mane who are running off you and your feeding balls through, isn't it? Yeah, he was lucky not to score last night. But he did get a good assist, Salah goal. Um, but as you said, even though they've not spent a lot of money, it's good to see that even if they don't play their main players, playing Origi probably considered a bit of a bench player this season, he, could, he still can score. So it'll be interesting to see if they can up. 
but I think they might just edge it. It'll be a lot closer this year than it was last year. Based on teams, a lot of more teams in the Prem as a whole have spent more money. We're seeing teams like West Ham spending 45 mil on Haller. Mm. We're seeing Aston Villa spend 150 million. I think the quality of the Premier League is a lot higher. I think it's going to be a lot more competitive as in the games, but I still think it's going to be a two-off race between City and Liverpool. I think Tottenham will close the gap, Yeah, but not by a hell of a lot. I still think they'll do well. I think they'll get third comfortably, which will yeah. be a good season. Um, but yeah, It'll it's come good. down to VAR a lot of games will now. Yeah, I'm excited. It'll be interesting to see how VAR gets on because there was a lot of games last season where they were saying if VAR was in place, it wouldn't have this issue. That wouldn't have happened. That goal wouldn't have counted. Yeah. So, so this year, all of that would be gone. It it's going to be exa- But it will be at the centre of controversy. I'm pretty sure there'll yeah. be something. So it'll be interesting to see. A very, very exciting season. And wait for a few months. We'll have to come back to our predictions and see what we got right. Yeah, come, come back through our pre-season, see what predictions are at, see what, how accurate we are. I think yours are way off. I think yours are way off. You're, I cannot agree with you. Some of your decisions are just out there. Anyway, guys, thanks for listening. This has been the very first episode of the Football Gossip Podcast. We hope you enjoy. Let us know what you thought. and see you next time.